I hated her so much that it, that that flames flames on the side of my face heaving heaving breath. This week on the show, Clue. The greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me Welcome to the greatest movie of all time podcast. I am your play-by-play co-host, the Big Deck Boski. And I am his wife, the, the G-ster. <laughs> the G-ster. <laughs> we are going to watch every single movie ever made and decide which movie is the greatest of all time. Uh, before anything, I just want to say I apologize. I sound like crap. I'm sick. Uh, I'm going to be muting a lot so I don't cough on the microphone. So... There it is for everybody who listens, our, our hundreds of thousands of fans. Um, we have a very special guest on this episode, someone I've been trying to get on here for like 110 episodes, and that is my very own sibling, my big sis, Stephanie. How's it going, oh, Steph? Good. Hey, everyone. Woo! Yay! Yay! This is perfect because I know in the past you were like, I don't know which movie. I think this is perfect for the three of us to discuss. Yeah, it, definitely. I it's think it definitely ranks on all of our lists very, very high. So, yeah, definitely. Um, so that's yeah. awesome. Um, so, yeah, today we are talking Clue. But before we get to that, last week, the G-Ster and I discussed Mystic River. So please check that episode out in any episode in our catalog. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever app you want to use. Please subscribe and review if you can. It's very helpful for the show. Let us know what you think on social media. Start an argument with us. Agree with us. Give us suggestions. Come find me and kiss me square in the lips, whatever tickles your pickle. You can find us on the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast on Facebook, Greatest Movie Pod on Instagram, and you can always send us an email on greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Please tell your stupid friends about us. And as our favorite butler, who isn't really a butler, but is still very good at buttling, always says, she had friends who were socialists. Well, we all make mistakes. That impression was much better before I had a cold. (laughs) Clue is a 1985 comedy crime mystery thriller film. Are you serious? Can you hear that, Gia? I can hear it. Can you hear that stuff? I did for a second, but now I don't hear it. Literally no noise all day long today. Just right now at 7.46 p.m. There's just noises outside of our window. Yeah, it's not like somebody backing up. Yep, yeah, that's, that's what exactly it was. what that was. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Clue is a 1985 comedy crime mystery thriller film written and directed by Jonathan Lynn. John Landis also helped to write the screenplay as well. The budget for the film was $15 million and only made $14.6 million worldwide. A flop at the theaters, but in return, it became a cult classic. That's, that's a fair trade, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It stars Tim Curry as Wadsworth. <clears throat> excuse me, Tim Curry as Wadsworth. Eileen Brennan as Mrs. Peacock. Madeline Kahn as Mrs. White. Christopher Lloyd as Professor Plum. Michael McKeon as Mr. Green. Martin Mull as Colonel Mustard. And Leslie Ann Warren as Miss Scarlet. Usually I only name like three or four, but I decided to just name the whole main cast because you kind of have to. Because it's an ensemble piece. Let's be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a solid 7.2 on IMDb. 
and a terrible 39 on Metacritic. I don't know what the 39 is all about. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 68% on the tomato meter, but an audience score of 86%. So I think the fans of the, sh- of the movie like it more than the critics. So at, at the time, they're probably just like, I, I'll actually read some right now. Let me pull some up. Some of the on Rotten Tomatoes, there's way more bad bad uh, reviews than there are good reviews, which makes me angry. But let's see. So we have a review. Let's let's start with Roger Ebert, my mortal enemy. I hate <laughs> Roger Ebert. I hope he's in his coffin right now, and I hope he's not breathing. He is. He's. He- <laughs> Why would he be? And, Ro- and for any of Roger's family listening, I don't care. I don't care. I almost, <laughs> I almost felt like what's his face? Um, what's his Ricky name? Gervais. Ricky Gervais. G- Steph, I hope you saw that. Look up on YouTube. Ricky Gervais at like one of the award shows recently. He just destroys everything and everybody. And after he says something really bad, he's like, "I don't care. This is my last time on the show. I don't care." <laughs> and it's so he literally rips everybody apart. And it's like everybody in the crowd's like, even Tom Hanks is like, "Oh shit, he just said that." Like it's, it's a lot it's of like whoa, yeah. yeah. It was a show. What was it? It was. I'm the, pretty sure he was. It was the Oscar. The, the Oscar. Like, I think it was the Oscars for the oh. last couple of years. He oh, absolutely. Yeah, he just. I, I actually watch this video like every month just to make myself just to make myself laugh. It's great. He basically says he's like, so when you get up here, don't like you know protest like because you you folks are so out of touch with the real world. You don't so don't protest nothing up here. Just come up here, accept your word, thank your God, and fuck off. Yeah, I mean he's not <laughs> he's, wrong. Right. He's not. It was hilarious. Yeah, he's he's great, but. Roger Ebert gives a really bad review here and says one ending is more. Sorry, one ending is more than enough. Whatever, Roger, just keep dying. All right, so <laughs> let's let's go with uh, another lousy one here. Uh, let's go with Trevor Johnston from Time Out. He says the characters are less credible than their plastic counterparts. The surreal humor is dispiriting, and the plotting pulled us so pulled this away. And that by the conceit of releasing, I don't know what he's talking about. Who cares? All right. Who cares? Who cares? Whatever. All right. So some good ones. Uh, Trace Thurman of Horror Queers podcast. Horror Queers. I like it. One of the funniest movies ever made, bar none. Another good one by Joe Lipset of another Horror Queens. All right. One of the best comedies ever made. The Women and Tim Curry carry the, carry the show, while writer-director Jonathan Lynn's script and direction carries infectious energy, witty, filled with physical pratfalls and kookiness clue is an absolute gem excellent and let's jump over to uh one of our segments that i really enjoy now uh rick barrasso he used to be the co-host of the show i now have a um a category it's called rick's report and he gives me one sentence on each movie that we do now i want him to be part of the show still so this is how we can do it with rick's report and i said rick i need a quote for clue and this is what he wrote and rick clap 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 is all i have to say (laughs) rick wrote I've never seen it. That's what I could have said. Or it's a terrible movie with unlikable characters. That's what I could have said. Or, or it's an all-time classic comedy. And if you don't like it, I don't entirely trust you as a person. That's great. So, That's Rick, that was fantastic. Your best one yet. I agree. So now this is the part of the episode where Gia throws 30 seconds on the clock and I stumble through the summary of this movie. Okay, you ready? Nope, I have to cough. Okay, I'm fine. Let's go. Okay, in three, two, one, go. 
all of these people are invited over to this big mansion. They don't know what's going on. They have, they have letters saying something about blackmail. They get there. They find out that somebody was blackmailing them, and then everyone starts dying. People come to the door. They start dying. No one knows who's doing what. Wadsworth, the butler, quote-unquote butler, uh, he tries to tell them what actually happened, and at the very end, we find out that it's actually Wadsworth who's blackmailing them all, and he ends up getting killed by Mr. Green, who's actually a cop and not gay. <laughs> 23 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, i do my best there. Okay. Oh, all right. So that's a 30-second summary. So let's start with this conversation now. Um, I'll ask you first, Steph. Do you remember seeing this movie for the first time, or was it just always there? It was like it was always there. Even when I try to estimate what age I was, I feel like I started watching it at like seven. So yeah, I, I have sh- a specific me- some specific memories about watching it, but yeah, I felt like it was always there. I felt like my... I feel like for me, it was there because it was probably there for you first. You probably showed it to me. Um, so I can't, I can't remember either when I first saw it, but I remember it always, always being there. And it has to be like probably one of the top movies that I've seen the most out of any film ever. Yeah. Um, so great. Gia, what did you, do you remember seeing it? Um, honestly, I, I feel like it may have also been one of those movies that was always there, but maybe not like fully in my memory until maybe we got together because we always talked about how like, ironically, you me, you and me, Steph, had like a whole lot in common in terms of like favorite actors, yeah, um, yeah. strange uh, acting crushes growing up and Tim Curry, especially being one of those people. I, I actually think I remember the conversation where I was like, hey, Gia, I just want to give you a list because I remember we met and I was like, I have a sister and I'm going to name you right now who her crushes are. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, be- because I was like, this is your introduction to my sister. She has a crush on <laughs> Tim Curry. Christopher Lloyd. And I went down the list of, and, and funny enough, two of them are in this movie. I didn't mean to do that. Um, <laughs> and but then she loved me instantly. Yeah. The list of them were like, wait, what? Like nobody. Really felt like yeah. I was walking into the perfect family. I was yeah. like, this is where I belong. <laughs> I, I definitely blessed that partnership. <laughs> yeah. Thank you exactly. for blessing our union. You did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm pretty sure this movie was just like always in our lives. And I think that, you know, that's this movie solidifies our union for sure. So you saw this before meeting me, right? I'm pretty sure. Like, cause I, I remember my mom, like when, after watching it with you where it's like fully cemented in my brain. Like I remember my mom being like, oh yeah, yeah. We've watched that movie. And I'm like, okay, yes, it has been there then. Cause- okay. Cause I, I always uh, recalled that the two movies that you and I both like would already start talking about before even watching them together was Clue and I Love You to Death. Yes. And I couldn't believe that you knew the latter. I couldn't believe you knew I, I Love You. And I, I was felt like, the yeah. exact same way about you. I was like, how do you, how? Because yeah, I was like, my family's the only yeah. family that has ever seen this movie. Yes. Joey's Pizza. <laughs> Joey's Pizza. All right. So we're going to do our top three favorite scenes. Wait, I, I know- have one thing to add. One yeah, thing please to add, do. Which is my, the one specific memory I have about Clue. And it was that mom- so our mom were, um, was entering the room while I was sitting on the floor watching Clue in one of those like big uh, box tube TVs. Mm-hmm. And mom came over and said, did you know he was in a movie where he dresses like a girl? <laughs> I specifically remember <laughs> this. And then I was like curious about what movie this is. So then I saw it and there was my downward spiral into being weird. Not oh, the- I weird before that. But not I remember the- that sparked my interest in. Tim Curry. It's funny the way you said it. You're like, I saw it. it. It's not the movie. <laughs> <laughs> not to confuse it with. I'm so clever. <laughs> I'm so pretty. Yeah, um, I, I thought of that too. I'm so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
What's that from? That's from what's Wild that? Oh, oh, yeah, that the Charles Gambino video. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think. I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I definitely saw Rocky Horror probably after Clue, and it it scared me, and then and now I just love it. <laughs> My Rocky Horror, I, I just remi- reminded Derek of how I was introduced to Rocky Horror. It was my, ironically, best friend growing up, Stephanie. Uh, we went to Savers, and she saw this, like, red cassette, like, VHS tape, and she was like, I'm intrigued. And she was like, yeah. Her mom was like, yeah, sure. It's just 50 cents, whatever. So she brings <laughs> it home with her whole family. We pop it in. And after, like, the first, like, as soon as I think we hit sweet transvestite, her mom was like, shut this garbage off. Throw it in the garbage can. <laughs> I was so, I literally tiptoed over, I grabbed that shit, put it in my bag, brought it home, watched it when everyone went to bed, and then had an awakening that night. (laughs) And then you went through puberty that night. (laughs) Instantly. Instant, immaculate puberty. Um, I have one more thing to add, too, and Derek, you probably remember this. I received, through the mail, a picture of Tim Car- no, a poster, sorry, from Rocky Horror. And he's got like his crotch out, like kind of like Elvis. I remember and that poster. And I yep. got it. Derek, you might remember this. She made me put his crotch behind my bureau so yep, that I, you couldn't see it. I remember that. Yep. Oh god. That is. Was it the one where you? I think you had a you had another, you had a regular poster of it too. You 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 had hung up over your yes, like. Yes, I did. Your I had like, bureau. The, you know the yeah. official poster, but then the one with the crotch, I had to hide behind my bureau. <laughs> I remember, I remember that you had the God, uh, the Godfather poster for some reason, and then you had Rocky Horror. I'm like, does she even like this movie? But um, so um, let's jump off to our our top three favorite scenes. Um, I'll I'll get it started, and I know this is going to be really difficult for all three of us because it's one of those movies where from beginning to end, the whole thing is great. So how do you really pick and choose? So it's going to be hard. But I decided that my number three was. I'm not shouting uh, when Wadsworth comes out of the bathroom, and the reason why I like the scene so much is because. It doesn't move the story forward. It's just a funny little piece of the movie that doesn't need to be there. And Professor Plum randomly is just like, there's no need to shout. <laughs> and, and he was like, I'm not shouting. All right, I am. I'm shouting. I'm not. And the candlestick falls on his head. Like, another question I have is, why did, okay, so was it Professor Plum who killed Mr. Body with the candlestick outside in the hallway? Did Professor Plum then put the candlestick on top of the bathroom sill, like on purpose? I know, good point. Like, it's kind of, why is it there? Maybe he had it in his hand and he's like, how am I going to, where am I going to hide yeah, this? Right, like, right, hide this? Right, right. Isn't there one with, where um, Mrs. Peacock kills him? Oh, um, yeah, Miss Mr. Body. Isn't there one where she killed him? I don't know if she, she I think in, in the version of her killing everybody, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but it's just, I just, I remember we watched it a couple hours ago and I just looked over to G and I was like, this scene doesn't do anything for the plot. It's just hilarious. Um, just a quick Isn't- little side note. Did I just interrupt you? No, no, I'm good. I'm I was done. just gonna say, I don't know if it was that. Was it also the same scene that was leading into? Uh, so it was Mr. Body's actual death and Mrs. Peacock fainting. Yep, and then that was Wadsworth shouting. Yeah, yes, those two are both on my list. The fact yep. that he's like, everyone's like, he's attacking her, and she's just like <laughs> waving her arms around. Oh my! Um, and also, right after that is when Wadsworth says, uh, "No, Mr. Green says uh, she's going to faint," and he says, yep. "I'll catch her." And yeah, then yeah. he completely slips through his arms. And then a little, little. And then he says, "Sorry, yes, sorry." Yes. That was so on my good. list. Um. So, 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 Steph, what's your number three? Um. I was going to have you guys go first because I have such a long list, but I'm just going to pick a random one. Okay. Um, I know it's hard. It's like any of these scenes so could be hard. in the list. My list is so long. Um, one scene I started to appreciate more lately because Jedzia loves this movie, not my older daughter. 
and um, she requests to watch it all the time. So we pick things out. (laughs) And one of my favorite parts is when they're bringing the chef and I think they prop up Mr. Body on the couch. And as they're doing it, uh, Professor Plum somehow gets like pushed into sitting between them. Yes. And then when he realizes his his situation, he like casually puts both arms on either body. (laughs) Yep, yep. He settles in. His his arm is just on her butt. His hand just on her butt. Yes, yes. And he's acting all casual about it. Yep, yep. (laughs) That's such a great scene. Oh, God. I think all of the... I I think we should give props to the actress who played the cook because... I mean, I'm sure there was a stunt baby in there, a stunt person doing that. But like, Mr. Body's body, it's gone. Plop. And this <laughs> Jeff's head just goes down to the floor. Yeah. One of the best physical. That was another one of mine. That that was like number two on my list. That's so funny. It's so good. She, and I, the only other place I really know her from is from the show MASH. Oh, is she in MASH? That's funny. I forgot she was in that. Yeah, she was a nurse, right? A nurse. Yep. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, she's a great actress from what I've seen her in the two things. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Um, so, G, what is your number three? Uh, my number three scene is uh, the uh, dinner scene of we're kind of all being introduced to one another, why they might be there. And, you know, it's Madeline Kahn slurp. And uh, who is it? It was Ma- Madeline Kahn. And who else was slurping? Was, uh, Professor Plum was doing Professor a little Plum. bit. He looks, he looks over to Mrs. White being like, is this sound okay? And then she just <laughs> makes it so worse. <laughs> it, it's it, it's funny because I always think about like dinner etiquette and how I think it's bullshit. Like who cares? And like some of it's, you know what I mean? Obviously you shouldn't be a slob, but it's really no way to eat soup properly. It, oh, you're always going to sound like an idiot eating soup. So, mm-hmm. but it's it's funny. Definitely funny. And that, and that scene um, is, I think Mrs. Peacock for me steals the show in the dinner scene. Because mm-hmm. she like breaks the ice, and right before she does, she's like about to break the ice, and she can't get the words out. And her facial features are so great because she's like, "How do I? How do I talk? How do I talk?" Okay, well, I guess I'll break the ice, and you could just tell that Eileen Brennan is like a masterful actress. Yeah, um, she knows how to push, and everybody in this movie specifically knows exactly about timing because that's what comedy is. Comedy is timing. Right. You could say anything that's not funny, but if you say it in the right time, it can be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what. You know, the, the lightning crashing, Mr. Green Spoon going right into Miss Scarlet. Um, <laughs> all those little things are just so, so good. Um, but um, yeah, and then also in the dinner scene, we get introduced to Mr. Body. And he's kind of a creepy, weird dude. And I guess I'll say one of my miscellaneous facts now. But the actor who plays Mr. Body, uh, Lee Ving, is actually like a rock star. He's in a, like a really popular punk, punk band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so is so is um the singing telegram girl is, I believe, the rhythm guitarist for the Go-Go's. That's awesome. So I think it's and it's funny. This is so dumb. But the director, Jonathan Lin, was like, yeah, I picked him because his, his name is Lee Ving. If you say it together, it's leaving. And Mr. Body was leaving very That's soon. That's the whole reason. I'm like, yeah. that can't be the reason why you hired him. <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah. So my number two is... um. It's kind of a like a two-parter. Um, it's is there anyone else in the house? Um, right into the scene where they're drawing straws, and the 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 comical genius behind the scene is just Colonel Mustard asking Wadsworth if there's anyone else in the house, and Wadsworth really he's answering him, but the way he's coming off is so ambiguous. Did you yeah. mean yet? Yeah, no, there is. Or no, there isn't. It's yes, and it's just um, Tim Curry's timing of like, yes, I can. What was the question? Like, it's just yeah. the way he says it is so good. Um, either, both. <laughs> yeah, either, both. Yeah, it's so good. And then um, I love the drawing straws part. And the reason why I love this scene so much is because there's no dialogue. They're all picking straws. 
and they're matching them up with their with their counterparts or people who don't match with them. And it's just some characters are happy not to be with somebody. Right. And then, you know, and it, it's so great how comedy can just happen with no dialogue. That's the type of comedy where, you know, these people are, are experts. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, Colonel Mustard is, is happy that he's not with Mrs. Peacock. He's very happy when he's with Miss Scarlet. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, Mr. Green, uh, Mr. Green and Yvette are matched up and Mr. Green's kind of like miffed that he's not with a guy because he's right, playing right. the part of a homosexual. Um, and then like, there's a little, a quick little glimpse of, um, Wadsworth and Mrs. White holding up their things. And Mrs. White looks up at him like, so innocent. I can't explain the way her <laughs> meddling con every scene she's in, she steals. But yeah. and then at the end, Professor Plum just goes around That's one matching, of my favorite. matching everybody, and then just yes. that, the fi- the final line is just it's you and me, honey bunch. <laughs> That's on my list. That was like number two, and she's yeah. like, "Oh god, oh god!" Just that whole <laughs> that like, scene. if I was gonna show somebody how to make comedy work without dialogue, I would show them that scene from Clue. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's um, so amazing. But um, what is your number two stuff? If, well, if that you was actually pretty much my number two. Um, God, there's so many. I know. It's hard to pick. My number one is a complete cop-out, so I totally get it. All right, I'm going to say, oh, there's so many. Uh, all right, this is a classic scene. When, um, when Mr. Body dies and they're trying to figure out what happened because Professor Plum said, look, my, bu- you know, my bullet hit the wall. Oh, somebody grabbed it from me, my, the bullet hit the wall, whatever. Yep. Um, and then he says to Mrs. Peacock, because she has the, um, she has the glass. Yep. And um, they would say, like, maybe the cognac is poisoned. But Professor Plum says, maybe, maybe she was poisoned. No, or maybe he was poisoned. And then she drops the glass and throws a fit. And then yeah. Mr. Green slaps her and said, I had to stop her from screaming. Yep, yep. And I've always thought that was so funny. <laughs> it's so physical and, like, it's just executed verbally so well. And that scene becomes even better later when Wadsworth then reenacts it. Yes, um, yes, yes, it just, you're yeah, right. It just it becomes so much funny. better. But Especially th- the way he pulls his glasses up like Mr. Green does. Yes. What's, funny, I, what's, what's funny is that Mr. Green actually doesn't do that. I watched it to make sure he does and he doesn't. So the, yeah. fact, that, the fact that Wadsworth decides to add that in there. <laughs> <laughs> with invisible glasses. Yeah, exactly. He's like, Mr. Green didn't even do this with his glasses, but he's such a nerd that I feel like he yeah, probably yeah. he probably did this. It's <laughs> so funny. Um, but it's funny. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I always notice little things in movies, but they later show when they're reenacting things, they show Mrs. Peacock again screaming and dropping the glass. And it's a different a shot of her doing it. They must have took, take, done a few different shots. Oh, weird. And the second why. shot, her mouth is way, way wider and she's screaming way more horrifically in the second one. Um, and I was like, that's yeah. kind of funny. They just they happen to just throw the other shot in there, which is kind of a random thought. But yeah. remember uh, how when um, Wadsworth does the reenactment at the end, he's pushing her along and screaming like mocking. Yeah, so good, so good. The physical acting of Tim Curry in this role. So I mean, good. the majority of them. But when, like when we talk about our recast, uh, well, obviously we'll get to it. But how do you possibly replace Tim Curry in anything? I know. No, but we'll get yeah, to that. I was at a loss. Yeah. Gia, what's your number two? Um, my number two scene is uh, when they're showing the officer around. Uh, Mr. Green is leading him through and they kind of have everything set up. Um, it, it Just the expressions on people's faces, you know, Mrs. Peacock trying to hold open the cook's eyes and uh, like. Yes. <laughs> um, that noise. 
Uh, or uh, Miss Scarlet and uh, Professor Plum, and then like, oh, we'll get it. Like, he won't be driving home, sir, tonight. You could promise. I could promise you that. Like, <laughs> Professor yeah, Plum, exactly. Plum is definitely the worst out of all of them. Trying to like make it seem real, he just says so many dumb things. Yeah, like like Miss <laughs> Miss Scarlet says, uh, we'll have to get him a car. He says, oh, I'm, I'm black car. car. Yeah, yeah. Like, seriously. Oh, so he's so dumb. But yeah, that that scene of like. It's it's all too shocking, and the cop pulls him aside, <laughs> yeah, and then and right. then Wadsworth is completely lost because he just gets off the phone with JF J Edgar Hoover, and he's like, "There's nothing illegal about any of this," and he's like, "Are you sure?" Like, yeah. I, I love that back and forth. I didn't know it was that, that free. Yeah, exactly. That particular part. part too, when the cop turns back to look at Mr. Green and that smile. Smile, like, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Michael McKeon is one of my favorite oh, people in general. Same. Um, just from like, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, Another childhood crush of mine. You had a crush on Michael McKeon. That is yes, interesting. Yes, I had. Well, when I he was, in, was it from when he was in uh, Laverne and Shirley? Yes, I loved him as Lenny. He was, was hilarious. Yeah, those two and Squiggy, they're both hilarious together. They're, it's my favorite show growing up. The, so. the, 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 one, the one thing about Laverne and Shirley is when him and uh, Squiggy are on stage doing that song, Night After <laughs> Night, <laughs> I held you in my arms. And when Michael McKeon well, does the... Michael McKean does that. Oh my God, it's the funniest, funniest thing in the world. Oh God, he's um, so great. But I mean, also, I could talk Michael McKean forever, like from Spinal Tap mm -hmm. to. Oh, yeah, uh, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap's like so classic. Uh, Better Call Saul, he's so good in that playing um, Saul, Saul Goodman's brother. Mm -hmm. um, I think he actually got nominated for an Emmy for that as well, which is great. As he deserved, for yep, sure. Yep. So, all right. So we did every. Oh, so um, my number one, actually. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, my number one's a cop-out. I just couldn't really – I mean, the ending – endings, mm -hmm. um, it's just so clever. I, I love the fact that this movie decided to do three different endings. I, I am so invested into this movie that I kind of wish there was more endings. Like, I almost want to see every character having having been, like, the actual main killer would have been fun. Like, I always imagine, like, what would have happened if Mr. Green was the killer. I'd love to see that because he's totally not the killer. You know what I mean? He's the good guy. But, uh, you know, it would have been really fun to see them shoot that. Mr. Green be, ends up being the killer or like Colonel Mustard, because um, Colonel Mustard always ends up looking like the idiot at the very end of each ending. And he um, always somehow still looks guilty at the same time. I've always yeah, noticed. Yeah. Um, but I, I love all the endings and everything. And I think the uh, just just from when Tim Curry pulls the switch and goes, didn't mean to frighten you. From then on, all of the endings are great. And, and that one little moment of... Um, you know, uh, Mr. Green being like, oh, I hate it when he does that. And Mrs. White's, ah! yeah. Like, yes, yeah. Maybe it's one so of the great. funniest things I've ever seen. It's just like her, her comedy is just like, there's really, I, I've, I have not yet seen an actress quite <laughs> yeah. like Madeline Kahn since her, you know? Her improv but, uh, is so good. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Um, and obviously from our intro, we did the flames part, the flames thing. And that's just like, she improv that entire scene. And we just watched an interview with Tim Curry now, who's in a wheelchair and looks awful, but um, it's so sad. It's so sad to see him look that way, but he was in a, forgive my Tim Curry in a wheelchair impression, but he was like, and Madeline Kahn did an improvisation with that scene. And we were laughing so hard. You'd have to scrape us off the floor. <laughs> you can tell they try not to laugh. Like whoever's behind her. Right, right. Um, and then, mustard and I, Professor Blum. Before we jump to your, your guys' number one, just real quick. Another one thing I want to mention real quick is when they're singing She's a Jolly Good Fellow to Mrs. Peacock. And, and Madeline Kahn's, oh, 
like walked walk through the song. And also, so I, 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 love the, I love the edit when the door closes and they go back to everybody and you hear, well, she is a jolly and it ends and they're not singing. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a really bad edit, but I love that he kept it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so, uh, Steph, what is your number one if you have one? Well, I had a bunch of others on my list, but if I had to pick one, it's mainly because this was a little joke gag that I have liked since I was little. And it was, and I think Derek, you and I used to say this one pretty often, but it's when Wadsworth is searching the house and he enters, he's entering the room, uh, you know, while searching the mansion. And he says, if there's anybody in here, just look out. (laughs) I say that so often just around the apartment. That's true. I know. And, I do too. I say it all the time because it's just hilarious. And, and then Gia will, Gia will follow up with, is anyone in here? I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I need to teach my kids how to do that. Seriously. That is amazing. Uh, so amazing. Good. That's so funny. It's so simple, but I don't know. It always it, it, well, it's, it's simple, but like also like to think about it, like Wadsworth, what is he going to do if someone's in there? He'd scream. Right, look out. He's <laughs> so boldly. That's, you know, so that is exactly what I do at haunted houses. We went to <laughs> Spooky World. And we went into the clown haunted house and I was frightened. And what I do, and I didn't realize I did this until Gia and some friends pointed it out to me. They say, you scream before something happens. <laughs> I, I preemptively scream before stuff happens. So like, <laughs> so I'll, and so we, we had, we had a funny joke the other day, one of our episodes recently, we were saying how I scream so much that I actually scared the performers. <laughs> So I become super infamous, and they're like, "Oh crap, he's coming in here. He he's the haunted house to us." <laughs> so funny, incoming the haunted house. Uh, yeah, That's so amazing. But um, gee, what is your number one? Uh, my number one was also the same cop out that you had, and it's all of the endings. Um, yeah, from you know, like six deaths altogether. This is getting serious. It's getting serious. And he's like, no, I'm going to point out how it was done. And then just Wadsworth just running around the entire, the, the quick paceness. And then Miss, Mrs. White came in looking pale and tragic. And then like <laughs> hanging up the coat and just like every little. Just a little like, and Colonel Mustard, hello, hello. Like he's just like <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> and then you got a letter, then you got a letter, then you got a letter. Get on with it. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> yep. And so, and that also the same thing for She's a Jolly Good Fellow. I loved the, you know, uh, frankly, Scarlett, I, I I don't give a damn. Uh, yeah, yeah. Great, great line. Good shot, yeah. Green. Another really good one at the end, too, is when um, they're all, when they talk about the cook, they're like, the cook. And then they all run to the. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then he goes the other way and then yeah. falls out of the, the, the freezer. Yep, yep, so good. The way his eyes look is like he just yeah, he rolls them back. Yeah, he, it's where so good. Where is he? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Green's like, well, where is he? The way he says it, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's funny because there, there's moments where you can tell Mr. Green is really hamming up the homosexual thing. Because yeah. at the at the end of like, I think it's the Mrs. Peacock one or the Miss Garland one. He's like, I told you I didn't do it. Yeah. The way he <laughs> the way he says it is like so over dramatic. Mrs. Yeah. Peacock was a man. Slap, slap. That was on one of my li- that was on my list of like favorite scenes slash quotes. Yeah. So funny. So excellent. But like um, the the actual ending ending, like of what really happened, like from Mr. Green being like, you know, I'm I was a plant. I thought men like you were referred to as a fruit. Well, very true, funny. Yeah. Very funny. Um, so now great. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife, which apparently was also another improv line. Like, what a perfect. Oh, that's cool because that kind of comes full circle to that. I, I, I love how I, I love how the ultimate ultimate thing of the movie. The last thing is Mr. Green's not gay. That's the yeah, next. Exactly. Oh, okay. Just so you know. Just so you he's know. Such a, he's a good actor. Right. Right. Um. Excellent. So let's go to 
our worst part of the movie. This might be very difficult because clearly the three of us love Clue. Um, I'll get this one started just in case. Um, I don't like this aspect of the film. And that is that the director and the creators and the studio, everybody, the producers, they decided it would be a good idea to send a different ending to different theaters. I have think, on my fun facts list, but yeah, I think that's. I, don't need to talk, talk about it. I think that's awful because of now knowing that there's three endings. Like I love it; it makes the movie so much better knowing that they they did this fun quirky thing. If I went to the theaters and Mrs. Peacock was the the killer and that was it, I I guess wouldn't be a bad thing because I wouldn't have known there were other things. But the fans did know there were multiple endings because the creators said that there were when they promoted it and. And the creators were like, oh, they'll go to the movies three times. We'll get three yeah, tickets. Exactly. That's and that did not happen because it flopped. Because people yeah. were like, I'm not going to go see this two more times. Right. Um, so I just think it's I, – I see where they're coming from. But if I'm going to the movies, I want to see everything they shot. That was my same worst part. And, again, I, I like for the time, I think it, it's a cool concept. Um, you know, And because I love this movie so much, I definitely would have bought two more tickets to see the other endings but i think this is just one complete entity and it needs to all be together yeah and, and for those who don't know this a uh, clue is being remade by ryan reynolds which i'm really excited about because if, oh, if there's anybody who i think can pull it off just based on dead the deadpool movies right you know for a fact that ryan reynolds will, will give us like eight different endings <laughs> um because he dead directed anything I don't know if he has, but I know that he had a lot of creative control with Deadpool, and those were hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I don't know. I, all I know right now is that Ryan Reynolds is attached, and so is Jason Bateman. Those are the only two people who are attached to it. But we'll see what happens. Bateman will be. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure th they might do a thing, too, where they, like, swap out characters. Like, Mrs. White might be Mr. White. You know what I mean? Switch it up a bit. Kind of like how Willy Wonka did that. They changed the, the moms and the dads. Yeah. Um, you know, that might happen. But uh, Steph, do you have anything that you your least favorite from this movie? So I was looking at the least favorite part of the film is specifically like what scenes do I tune out during? Right, right. And that's fine. And yeah, you, you could have done either. Yeah, that's fine. So Gia mentioned the the um the really funny part of when um Wadsworth is explaining like what's the actual situation in his wife and everything. That part's hilarious. But when he starts talking about it, I usually tune out until the joke happens. Right, right. Because I've heard the explanation so many times, I like tune out a little bit when he goes on his, like if I had to run to the bathroom at any point in the movie, that probably would have been it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, are you talking about like the actual, like when he starts explaining the plot? Exactly. Because okay. I already know like, oh, you know, Blackmail. this happened and Mr. Body is actually, you know, everything that. Right, right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, so that's that worst section. Um, let's jump over to our gold, silver, and bronze. This is where we give awards to actors, actresses, directors, crew, anybody who's part of it, or even in an. And we've, I think we had one once. Somebody uh, mentioned an inanimate object for the top three. Um, <laughs> but I'll get that's this one. An I'll get this one started. Uh, my uh, bronze is a tie. Now, before I get to the tie. Any of these actors or actresses could have made my top three. It's really difficult because it's an ensemble piece and everybody kills it. Um, but I was being nitpicky and I decided who were my, my absolute favorites. So my bronze is a tie and that's between Michael McKeon and Christopher Lloyd. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Green, Professor Plum, I think, uh, I think just also based on all of the roles I know them from. Um, I, Christopher Lloyd is just an absolute favorite actor of mine. Michael McKeon is fantastic. We've already discussed a lot of their work. Um, but I just think they, you know, like, like everybody else in the movie, they just kill their roles and they're just a pleasure. And I think also picking my top three has to, has to do with like, 
how often do I quote these characters? And I think I quote Mr. Green and Professor Plum quite often. Um, so those ended up being my bronze. Okay. So Stephanie, uh, what is your bronze? Okay, I'm going to, so obviously I like a lot of the cast, obviously Tim Curry and Christopher Lord are my favorite actors. And um, I decided to go with Eileen Brennan because she's an unsung hero. Yes. You know, like she's underrated, normally knows who she is. Like pretty much everyone else you can place in something. And although I can place her in Babes in Toyland, <laughs> I don't I forgot really know she, Keep in mind, keep in mind, the, the TV version of Babes in Toyland. With, with Drew Barrymore, yes. Yeah, you can't read um, I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-C-I-Cincinnati. I, 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 I know I that sing whole- that to the kids and I'm like, this is how you'll remember how to spell Cincinnati. <laughs> remember, remember, remember the girl, she screws up and the, instead of saying O-H-I-O, she says O-H-E-O. Remember I do that? remember that. She screws oh, it up. Older sister, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do remember that. My, my favorite line from that song is, at first they called it Cincy, but since Cincy was so natty, they named it Cincinnati, so they say. One I of my favorite I lines. Those lyrics and try to figure out what the heck they're talking about because I really don't know. I went to Google. Search, I, of that song. I had to go to Google search recently and, and look up the lyrics. And I sang along with them, and uh, like I couldn't understand what they were saying. They were talking about a, a football team, the Bengals, and they were like, "Yes, the Bengals get either." The, the Bengals were the were Ohio's Ma- Maserati. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, like it's so. But I'm like, I hope that's a real song that they sing in Cincinnati because I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna buy a ticket. <laughs> um, but yeah, Eileen Brennan, she's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I, Eileen Brennan is somebody who you're right, she's she totally is an unsung hero. Like, when you think about it, like, I think Tim Curry also said it. Like, when we watched the interview, they were like, Who is your fa- like, what are your thoughts on Clue? And Tim Curry said it was one of his favorite films to work on. And he, the first person he named was Eileen Brennan and how she is a comedy genius. Yeah. Um, and she her totally exaggerated is exaggerated mannerisms, everything about her, her facial expressions. She's just in it. When, yeah. when that thing in her hair keeps going in her face, one of, in way. one of my favorite well, moments. What happened to the cup? Yeah, that's yeah, so good. One of my favorite moments is one that you might people might miss, but it's when Mrs. White knees Mr. Body in the balls, and in the background, Mrs. Peacock's clapping her hands and she's so happy. I never noticed what she was doing. No, she's she keeps clapping her hands and like, woo! Yes, <laughs> woo! It's so funny. <laughs> Oh, um, so Gia, yeah, who we, excellent. Gia, who's your bronze? So you're going to notice that throughout my entire, uh, medals section, uh, I do quite a few cop-outs for sure. Cause this, this whole cast, uh, the, the whole direction of this film, the, the writing, uh, my bronze went to John Landis and Jonathan Lynn, the writer and screenplay writer and director, um, I, I mean, granted, you have such an amazing cast, and that's going to come up later on in the rest of my medals. But you know, without this amazing script, uh, you know, the the, the set, uh, you know, how everything was put together, you know, we heard some really nasty reviews from people who apparently don't understand humor or culture. Yeah, um, fucking idiots but this they did a great job with the script the comedy everything there was a lot of improv yes but with the aesthetic backbone of the script and the direction was you know unmatched by any that's why I'm curious to see how Ryan Reynolds is going to do with this but so far you know this this is definitely the the uh, what's the the blue the blueprints to what you should do? Yeah, and I I, I like that you 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 pointed out Jonathan Lynn because we can just keep talking about it. That's actually my silver. Jonathan Lynn is tied with somebody else. I'll get to, I'll get to that person in a second. But Jonathan Lynn, 
to, to be able to write a screenplay like this, it's very difficult. You have to make this funny. Like, I feel like any, any of the three of us could probably write a decent drama, but okay. to write a comedy, I mean, yeah. to make, you can make somebody cry, but to make somebody laugh, it's much harder. Um, and to make it not really stupid. And the way he put it together is all filmed in one house. Um, the way the scenes are put together, the, the, the special endings, the whole thing is just masterful. Um, and I know when we do the Oscars a little bit later on, I'm probably going to be disappointed when I find out that Jonathan Lynn was not nominated for anything, which makes sense because I don't think the clue was nominated for anything as far as I know, but we'll, 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 we'll you know, take a look at that. Mm-hmm. But um, also tied by Jonathan Lynn is the masterful Madeline Kahn. I think that she is, is she the funniest in this movie? I don't know. She's definitely in the top two for me. Um, and I can say this without even flinching, and that is that I have never seen an actress since Madeline Kahn be that fluent in comedy. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple over the years, like I think Kristen Wiig is like really underrated funny. Um, the, the different performances that she can do, things like that. She's really, really great. Um, you know, Kate McKinnon's really funny. Um, people like that. But Madeline Kahn is very special and how she performs and how she improvises. And and I hate that, that people are like, oh, you know, men are funnier than women. I'm like, if you think that, go watch Madeline Kahn's movies. Go watch A History yeah. of the World. Exactly. Any of those Mel Brooks movies? Any of them. Have plenty of fantastic um, Young women Frankenstein. Actors. Young Frankenstein. Oh yes. my God, yeah. Yes, oh my God. Battles. Yeah, and she, she died super young and I wish she was still around because she's one of the funniest actresses I've ever seen. So mm-hmm. her and Jonathan Lynn get my silver. Okay. Um, Steph, what is your silver? Um, mine is kind of a cop out, but you guys have already mentioned them. My silver was basically the ensemble, and I also put in the director of photography. Actually, no, I'm sorry, that was more a gold thing. My bronze is basically director of photography because of all the things I've never really considered it, and I feel like the cinematography in general is really good at capturing the humor and the expressions at angles that are enhance like the the right facial expressions and the emotions and like the physical comedy in a way that um kind of enhances what the ensemble in general is doing Mm -hmm. yeah definitely that's really all i got yeah i mean it's yeah sorry i I forgot i was on mute still trying i was coughing um (laughs) yeah so yeah i I totally agree with that 100 yeah and i've done that so many times i think like recently i forget which one it was i think it was Little Miss Sunshine. I think I, I named that my favorite ensemble ever. That was For, really funny. But 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 uh, yeah, this is this is this this is neck and neck. I mean, a clues ensemble is just absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Um, and that's why I think recasting ended up being so fun for that reason. But um, so did we do everybody silver? Nope, I haven't gone yet. Gee, what's your silver? Uh, so my silver. Uh, we kind of already been talking about ensembles, and um, so a lot of my upper uh you know the rest of my medals uh, are going to be a little jam-packed but my silver went to uh it's a, tr- a four-way tie <laughs> because i really I, I i really uh i went i went crazy i said eileen brennan christopher lloyd martin mull and leslie ann warren so i guess you can kind of see where my my gold is gonna go yeah, and, and and to speak about Martin Mull, too, I think the funniest thing I think about when I think about Martin Mull is that in Family Guy, the high school is called James Woods High, and their middle school, for some reason, is Martin Mull Middle School. 
I didn't know. Um, That's so weird. It is so weird. But he's had a very strange career because, like, I remember him, like, playing bit roles in movies. Like, he's in, like, a very small role in Mrs. Doubtfire in the beginning when he, she, he's, like, um, the boss of uh, Sally Field. Yeah, I didn't he, remember he's that. Like, he's like, yeah, Stuart Dunmire wants to talk to you. Um, and then, like, he's in Jingle All the Way when he's, like, the disc jockey. Yep. When they break in, like he's, he, this is, and then he's like, uh, Sinbad is like flipping out because he's a mailman, and he's like, there are people like you who are, he's like uppity, and 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 they and they don't put out the mail on time, and blah, blah, and then Martin Mull's on his knees because he's scared. He's like, that's not true. I recycle, and Sinbad's like, shut up. <laughs> uh, it's just a really quick, funny, stupid thing, but um. I remember him as the principal from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> and I also remember oh him God. in the... I, I can't remember that now that you say that. Yep. And then I re- and I, he also, I think, dated uh, the Aunt Hilda. Uh, but beyond that, I also remember him from the uh, fantastic Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen film, How the West Was Fun. And I already <laughs> hate it. I already hate it. You I remember having to watch that hated. when I babysat um, <laughs> the Spataphorus. Oh my it's, god! It's, yeah. it's not a great movie. Wait, should Martin Mull is the villain? He is. It's hilarious. It's does hilarious. He, does he have a mustache or a ponytail in that? He, I don't think he does, but oh, he definitely okay. has a cowboy hat at one point. Oh boy, I don't, I don't like cowboy hat villains. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are all great. It's, it's hard to pick these. This it is... was, it was really hard to. I mean, because again, like every single one of them played their part beautifully, perfectly. Yeah. I like it was it's it's hard to recast but they they all did such a fantastic job in their roles so I'm assuming and maybe I'm wrong that we all have the same gold pretty much yeah I mean I'm assuming. Is, is anyone else have anything besides Tim Curry so what I essentially did for my gold was I, I said it was the trifecta of Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, and Michael McKeon. But if I could, I would give the gold to Madeline Kahn, Michael McKeon, and then the diamond to Tim Curry. The diamond. Because diamond. Like, there was people I couldn't keep it's out. Platinum. Well, guys, in 110 episodes or whatever it is, we have our first diamond, and that goes and to Tim Curry. Tim Curry. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, he, 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 he's, he's the glue. Everyone else is funny, but he's the glue that just puts everything together into one beautiful, funny package. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, it's, I feel like if, if there was like a big, like, we, everybody, everybody got the world together. We're all in a big room, the whole world. I think if somebody was like, how do I find my people? What I would do first is be like, who are the big Tim Curry fans in the room? Mm-hmm. And then we could do, we could all split off and be our own group. And then from there, I could be like, okay, who are fans of this, 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 and, that? and I could break it down. But the first thing I just want to do is find out who are the Tim Curry people in the world. And then I know I can trust them from there a little bit. Yeah. Seriously. When I was younger, I like, you know, maybe like 14 and I first had that Apple computer and stuff. Maybe as a computer after that, I found so many other Tim Curry fans online and they were so nice. And one of them sent me that poster and another one sent me all of his albums on cassette tapes in the mail and like none of them expected anything from it, it was birds so of a feather flock together <laughs> my both of my kids love that song by the way gia listens to uh i do the rock like every third day oh my god if if they could my kids would make me do that especially um kira kira likes a lot of stuff she loves the monkeys like obsessed oh. with them oh my, my kids god. are pretty cool oh they're absolutely the coolest it, it, just the way I he says it. lyrics he's like 
John then Yoko at the Why did like, he even do that? Why does he sing like that? Also, like the you, Jamaican version of the Beatles oh, song. Oh, he does. He, who I knows will? how long I've loved you? You, you, you. <laughs> With the echo, you, you know me. I always will, will, will. It's so bad. I mean, but, it, it, you know what though? It's it, it's so bad that it's amazing because Tim Curry's voice is just. I mean, just think of Rocky Horror singing alone. Like, oh man, he has so much power. It's amazing. So much. He's so amazing. Much. That yeah. that man made me question my own sexuality, and I don't know how. I I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how either. That doesn't make a lot of sense, G. But listen, how can I fall in love with him in Rocky Horror? Clue. Uh, for, uh, don't Cornberry, don't, don't like, even tell me you find him attractive in it. Don't even tell me that. Derek, I kind of did. My water bottle, and I absolutely. Yeah, you with me, do you? Are you kidding me? I find him extremely attractive, in especially it. in it. <laughs> he's like, especially when he's like, "Do you have Prince Albert in a can?" You do. Why do you think the poor guy out? Why do you think I I love you extra hard on the days where you're wearing your Pennywise shirt? <laughs> I should never notice, but okay, I'll look out for those days. I went to see the Kills Navy in the theater like four times, and I dragged. My friend Shelly with me. I forgot he I was really in that. To oh, here's another thing too. And Derek. No, no, no he's not in that. He's. In, I thought he was in Down Periscope. Yeah, I think he's in Mikhail's Nate. Wait. I thought. I thought. Um, I think he, Down Down Periscope was with um, Rob Tom, Schneider. Tom Arnold. Right. I thought that was the one he was in. Maybe he is in that. No, maybe I'm wrong. Hold on. You, Kels- you know what he is in? Dan Periscope. No, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I just looked it up. Dan Periscope's with Kelsey Grammer and Rob Schneider. Yes, that was it. Yes. My bad. Yes. Yep. But he was also in a random episode of Roseanne. I, I saw, remember that. Yeah. I remember that. There's one point I was crazy oh. searching for everything that he um he's ever done. We're all extremely thirsty for Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I'm everyone will gain but we'll get out of this episode. Yep. I, do have, I do have my brother for one year for Christmas got me his autograph on a Rocky Horror picture. Ah, cool. That's awesome. Yes. It's probably my one of my most prized possessions for sure. <laughs> awesome. Really cool. So let's jump over to miscellaneous. Um, I have a bunch of little facts I'm going to read off and then we can go in order. Hopefully I don't run over anybody's shoes. Actually, you know what, Steph, you go first. I probably have a lot of repeats, so you go. All right, since I'm going first, I also wanted to um, add something at the tail end of our last conversation because I know you remember this. When I went to go see Muppet Treasure Island like 15 times, my uncle Greg was over and he was I remember like, this. oh, you like that young kid, right? Like, <laughs> no, I actually like the 55-year-old man. Well, was a so, I didn't say that to him, though. But yeah. Greg and I discussed it later. We did. I, I remember that day we discussed it. She was like, guess what Uncle Greg thought I liked? I was like, is he out of, is he out of his rocker? That's hilarious. He's a rocker. Oh, my God. Tim Carr. I remember we were such fans. I think it was you who noticed this, Stephanie. You had, like, we watched the movie, and in the movie, I forget which one is which, but we'll just say that I'm right here. In the movie, when they're singing the song, he's like, Tim Carr is like, something, it's always home. And then in the soundtrack, <laughs> in the, in the soundtrack, the soundtrack you're, you're like, did you notice that on home, he's more raspy? He's like, home. And yeah, then and not only that, but the actual soundtrack, he says it like completely normal. He's like, home. Yeah, that's what you're I meant. Like, okay. Why would it be different? Yeah, well, you yeah. were noticing that. I'm like, I'm so glad that you did notice that. That's so great. Yeah, they're like, on this recording, kind of try, try to be a little less raspy. Yeah, we don't, we don't want to dig in raspy curry today. Okay, so I'm going into the fun facts. Yep. Mine aren't that great, um, but. The two that I could think of were that I know there's a stage play version of it. Obviously, there's a remake going on, too. So there's probably other things I don't know. But I know for sure there was a stage play of it because I tried 
to get the um, you must start with theater company to like pay the, um, the the royalties for it so we could perform it. So um, I never really found out of anyone actually performing it. Otherwise, I would have definitely gone to see it. Um, another random fact that I know is that Christopher Lloyd and Colleen Camp, who plays a vet, have been in at least five films together. Oh, wow. Which I happen to figure out by seeing like two of them in movies together. So I I thought one of them was Suburban Commando, but it's not. But it's something like corny like that. Interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah, they've been in a bunch of movies together. I think. Wait, 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 wait. Suburban Commando. Is it, remember the commercial? Uh, I Hulk- was frozen today. <laughs> or about when Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Sorry, that's so funny. Was that the beginning of Three Ninjas that we saw that commercial? I think so. Wait, Hulk Hogan's in that too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, so you. You know, it's, like, it's like, do you have any idea? What you, do you have any idea what we're gonna do to you? You're gonna pound my face. What are you nuts? This is the '90s. We're gonna sue you. Stupid, stupidest commercial. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I've just seen the commercials. I should make my kids watch that and see what happens. Suburban Commando. I have to. I have to watch that now. <laughs> I know. Blah, Everyone, blah, blah. everybody listening to the show in the future, you might see a Suburban Commando episode. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, and my last fact is really very basic. It's just, I noticed when I watched it recently that it's been remastered and looks so much better than it did when I was a kid. So I was pretty impressed by that. Yeah, I think the one that we watched tonight. It really is like, it's, yeah. it's 1080, I think. But to me, it looks like 4K. It's just so gorgeous. Yeah, it looked actually really good today when we watched it. I, I actually didn't make a note of that. Mm-hmm. But So that's all for me. Do you have anything? Um, I kind of already mentioned my little fun facts, and that was, you know, uh, Mr. Green's line at the end being improv, uh, Madeline Kahn's, you know, scene being improv. But, you know, I, I feel like you were going to cover the majority of the uh, the fun facts. Yeah, I have a bunch, um, and I'll try to go through them quickly. Um, I already had mentioned Tim Curry has cited this as one of his favorite movies of his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, one fun thing that I love is that every character – um, that the color of their name also matches the color of their car they're driving in the beginning of the movie. Uh, I never noticed that before because it always looks a little dark. Um, but everybody's car is like very similar color as their name. Um, oh, I, I never noticed that. Yeah, me neither cool. until tonight. I just read that. Uh, but I guess uh, Carrie Fisher was originally cast as Miss Scarlet. Um, and she had to um, go to rehab for drug addiction before the oh, movie started. Shit. And she, <laughs> I guess, wasn't allowed to... F- um, she, she wasn't allowed to come back basically. So they got, um, Leslie Ann Warren and, wow. um, this, I mentioned the singing telegram girl was played by Jane Weedlin, best known for the rhythm guitarist of the go-go's. Um, this is the first movie ever to be based on a board game. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, let's see here. What else do I got? Uh, do, do, I remember. I guess the cast spent so much time laughing on set that Michael McKean was trying to get them all back. And before each scene, before they said like, you know, to the, you know, action, he would say something terrible has happened here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or he would say, or he, or he would say, you're living in a fake world, but you try to make it real, or something weird. What? And the, so they were like, amazing. yeah, I just he's trying to get everybody back to like, you know, we can't all be like la- laughing. It's not going to work in the scenes. Oh, I love man. that. I wish. That, I hope. I wish there was a documentary. Maybe after the remake comes out, we'll see a documentary of the original Clue. Because that's kind of what happened with it, the it right? The, didn't that documentary of like the, the, the Pennywise? Yeah, yeah, we watched the documentary. It. Didn't yeah. that come out after the new It came out? Oh, yeah, yeah. It literally came out like a, what, like two months ago. Yeah. Oh, did it? Oh, it's, they, it's they made it. Podcast. They made it three years ago, but it just it had a lot of problems being released. 
Um, oh, but just recently, it finally like popped up uh, to download or whatever. So no, actually, it's, it's really enjoyable, especially watching, seeing all the kids grown up. It's really odd. It um, is. I bet. The kid who plays um, uh, a young Mike, he's like older. He's got dreadlocks now. He just looks like an adult. It's like, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, but um, this is my favorite thing. And I'm going to end on this one. Tim Curry has a one-word line that he uses in both Clue and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and that is "coming." coming. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> um. So, but before we get to recasting, I just want to say I got to ask you both this question, and I just think it's so funny. So we all know that PG-13 movies get one fuck; they get to say it once in a PG-13 movie. This movie's PG, but if it was PG-13. The question I have is, where would the fuck go? And I have an answer for you guys, and I'm wondering if you agree with me. I think I, I already have mine in my head. Okay, so the part where he's like, Professor Plum's like, well, who did I kill? My yes. butler. Oh, oh fuck. fuck. <laughs> that would have been that would have been extraordinary. That would have been really funny. He's totally <laughs> done amazing with that. That That's immediately cool. came to me, too. Um, and, and there's another fun thing about Lord of the Rings where they were like, because it's PG-13, they could have used the word fuck and they didn't, but they were like, um, I forget what it was specifically, but it was Gandalf when he was like chastising Pippin for making noise in Moria. I forget where the line was, but he was like fucking fool of a took or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but let's go over to casting. So like I said before, I recasted the entire film. Um, Steph, which ones did you do? I was able to do, and some of these I'm a little, uh, yeah, it ranges between pretty confident to I guess if they auditioned, they might hire them. Right, right, right. I couldn't do Wadsworth and Professor Plum because I can't replace Tim Curry and Christopher Lloyd. I'd probably right. cast them as all the other roles. So I can't really replace them. Um, the only one I didn't do that I can't, I didn't do the the, uh, the cook. I can't do Mr. Green. I'm actually still thinking, but I, I, I'd have a hard time of doing that. And um, I guess the detective who comes in at the end, that's like the only ones I couldn't cast. Okay, so G, you did everybody, but which ones again? I, I didn't. I, I basically did every. So I did Wadsworth, Mrs. Peacock, Mrs. White, Miss Scarlet, Professor yeah, Plum. All the main ones. Mr. Green, Yvette, and Mr. Body. Okay, so let me run down the ones that you guys didn't do. And that's one of them is the detective. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why I casted. The, so let me just put it this way. My film would be the highest budgeted film ever <laughs> because <laughs> I actually casted the small characters with big actors because I thought it would be so funny. So for some reason, um, I just wanted to see John C. Riley as the detective. Uh, being like, being like <laughs> oh, hello, hello there, ma'am. Did you know that the Dude, kingdom yeah, of heaven he, is at hand? He's part of my cast too, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, or him just being like, oh, Mrs. Peacock. It's a small role, but I figure like, this movie would be so big. Like you could tell like the, the director would have like a lot of friends in his movie and they'd all agree to do it. Um, yeah. So that's the detective. Um, did any of you have, so gee, you didn't have the cook either, right? Correct. I did not. Steph didn't either. Okay. So I actually picked nope. Aquafina for the cook. Wait, what? Um, Aquafina. She's from, uh, I almost said Jurassic, uh, Jumanji, the, the, the next level the, up. Yeah. Whatever. The sequel to the oh. Jumanji. She's an Asian actress. She's really, really funny. She's actually in another Marvel movie that we saw the 10 rings or whatever. We yeah. saw that one. That was she's one. yeah. She's actually a really, really funny actress. We enjoyed the movies we saw her in. I thought she'd be really funny as the cook. Oh, that's cool. I haven't seen that one yet. 
Yeah, I really you should, I, any of the Jumanji new ones. Yeah, the, the newer good. ones are no, you. You should not compare it, them to the to the no. Robin Williams Jumanji because it's not fair. But right. these new ones, they do have a lot of funny things. Um, have you seen the, the the first new one, Steph? Um, no, the one with the those have the Rock in them, right? The Rock yeah. and Jack Black and Kevin. Hart. I haven't. I almost play them kids and myself but then when i saw it was pg-13 i googled why it was pg-13 and the list yeah. was like eh, I don't want right to right but it maybe really this year do you know the con do you know the concept no i thought it was like this what did they get sucked in the world of jumanji yeah so the, so there's these teenagers who get sucked into the world the game jumanji so the rock, the rock and jack black like those actors are actually the characters in the game so these kids end up being those characters so like for instance the main character is a teenage boy who's very um, insecure and shy, and he ends up being the rock. So the rock has to play insecure the whole movie. Oh, that's cool. That's so, a good so way to the, the, the popular, the popular, the popular, like, the popular ditzy, ditzy, like... the popular ditzy girl ends up being Jack Black, which you know is is this going to be gold? That's hilarious. Um, it's so funny. But I, I remember the, what won me over with this movie. I remember seeing the commercial, and the rock's like, "Come on, guys, we have to pull this together." And he walks away, and he's like, "Don't cry, don't cry." That is so funny. <laughs> so good, but yeah, that that that's a must see. It's a good one. Agreed. Um, so I don't think there was any other ones that you guys didn't do that I did. So I let's... didn't cast Yvette. Gee, did you have Yvette? I forgot to I cast know. Yvette. You do? Okay. Um, okay. So let, let's start from the very, very bottom. Uh, you, you both, uh, any of you have the telegram girl? Yes. Okay. Who's your telegram? Sarah Silverman, because I feel like <laughs> she's so good at pulling up small things and making them yes. so over the top. So I think she would she'd really knock that out of the park and people would remember her, even though it's such a tiny role. OK, that. that's amazing. I honestly didn't think anybody would get better than mine because mine's really out there. But yours takes the cake for sure. Um, Gia, do you have a telegram? I don't. OK, so, OK, it's not going to make sense at all until you find out who my professor Plum is. Um, actually, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I kind of confused it, but my telegram is actually Jim Carrey. Um, <laughs> oh my God. And Dude, I just I cast him too. I just figured at the movie theater while you're watching this with your friends and family, you see Jim Carrey for three seconds and then get shot <laughs> would be one of, your, one of the craziest things you've ever seen in film. Um, and just Jim Carrey's face being so happy and singing the song and then get shot. You'd be like, what the hell was that? Um, again, I'm basing this off of whoever the director is, is, has a lot of friends in Hollywood. Like, probably John Favreau directs my, my version of this movie. <laughs> um, but, okay, did any of you have the motorist? No. Yes. Okay, who's your motorist, Steph? Tom Hanks. <laughs> what? Tom <laughs> Hanks? Because he's so cheery. And the motorist is like, oh, hi, um, can I come in? And he's so innocent. I just think Tom Hanks can pull that off like that. I'm clueless and innocent, but I'm a little worried. Wow. <laughs> that, was, that was my big Tom Hanks. Wow, I like okay. It. I actually went with Giovanni Ribisi and, okay. and the reason why is because like, that. like you said, like he's innocent and Giovanni Ribisi is always that like kind of innocent guy. And I mean, especially back in the nineties, he was, um, but then recently we found out that he's a Scientologist. So I don't know if I like him anymore, <laughs> but okay. Anybody, anybody have the, the cop? Yes. I do not. Okay. Steph, who's Mine's your cop? Basic and generic, but I picked Morgan Freeman. Because I could see him again being like serious but confused and making it pretty funny. <laughs> so I will say, I will say, Morgan Freeman does appear in my cast somewhere. Really? Oh wow! Yes, he does. So wow. my cop, my cop is actually Jack Black. Um, I could, I could see that. After you I mentioned like Jack Black, I was thinking like, oh man, I could have put him anywhere. Yeah, Jack Black is the cop, being like, I don't know. I just feel like he would take the role somewhere else. 
Yeah, um, I agree. He and, would be uh, perfect for that. Yeah. Um, so did anybody, we did the cook already. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Body. Yep. Okay. So I did too, but it was totally a bias. Um, I picked Vincent D'Onofrio because I feel like he's always really funny and no one realizes it. Vincent D'Onofrio. I've seen a lot of behind the scenes stuff for like Law and Order and they just make me. He's one of those actors who's like insanely versatile that people forget about. Exactly. Yeah. I remember the first time seeing him in Adventures in Babysitting. Yes. I I always forget about that. And then I remember him in Men in Black and then I'm terrified. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he's so good in that. I love when you he's walking down the sidewalk and he reaches out his hand really far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that. I also love there's, there's always like a uh, a picture of him on on Facebook and he's making like a really crazy face and the the text is like when you rip a chainsaw a chainsaw fart that itches that itches your ass on the way out. I've never seen that. Now I want to. I think that's the fucking best. Um, I've seen that a few times. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's he, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio in the same year did Adventures in Babysitting and then he did Full Metal Jacket in the same fucking year. That's How was that possible? I know that's amazing. He's he lived a cell, and I've been dying to see that because I like when he's in horror movies. He was in. I told you about that horror musical he wrote and directed. It's so weird. Did, yeah, I'm gonna but check I that out. Appreciate that he did it. What did you see that movie where he has like horns? I heard it was really weird. He has what? Horns. It's like a really weird horror movie. Is it The Cell? The Cell. Yeah, I think so. I've been I've been meaning to want to watch that. I heard that's like really underrated. Yeah, it looks good. But um, gee, who's your Mister Body? Uh, my Mister Body is Adam Scott. Okay. Yeah. I like Adam I mean, Scott. I, he I he can play like a jerk. Yeah, I, I was thinking of that brothers when he was Derek, the the asshole brother. You want to um, punch me, but you won't. <laughs> I haven't had. You see, he, he, the best part is when he shows his abs and says, and "You like, see oh, these? Really? I haven't had carbs since 2003." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Mr. Body. I went with the same sort of thing. I went with another rock star because I feel like Mr. Body has to be a rock star, like like uh, um, leaving. And uh, <laughs> I went with I went with Jack White. Um, based on what we know, Jack White's a really funny actor. He's in uh, Cold Mountain, which I love him in. He plays Elvis in the Dewey Cox story, and he knocks it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just really wanted a rock star to be in there. And I feel like if there's one that I know that's actually a pretty decent actor, it's Jack White. So I'd agree with that. Also, Jack White and Jack Black are both in this movie now, and they also made a song, and they went by Jack Gray, Jack Gray. which was really funny. All right, so let's go over to Yvette. Uh, Steph, did you have an event? I didn't. Okay, Gia, who's your Yvette? Uh, my Yvette is someone who I feel like a lot of people uh, really enjoy. She's very nice eye candy for, for this oh, I hope we have the same one. Should we try to say it at the same time? Okay, one, two, two three. three. Salma Margo Hayek. Robbie. Oh, <laughs> Salma Hayek. Okay. <laughs> I can see her doing that. She's pretty Definitely she's got pretty the boobs for it. For she's, sure. got, she, she's busty, you know, and, and Margot Robbie is too. She's... Margot Robbie's more sexy than she oh, is. Oh yeah, busty. I didn't think about her. Yeah, I, I, I was just thinking like my, my brother is that's like his number one actress of the moment. I think as, as far as like sexiest goes, and I was trying to think. I'm like, who's a sexy actress that could just fill in this part of? I, I love, I love that Margot Robbie, like in interviews especially, like she doesn't want to be known as the sexy girl. That's why she takes on like a lot of versatile roles. Like I want to see her playing um, uh, Tanya Harding would be really cool. I want to see that one. Um, I, she's so great in that. You ha- you really should watch that one. Yeah, I keep forgetting that she's Australian too. But, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so let we'll get into the main cast now. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm gonna start. Actually, should we all just do them in a row so that way we can get a good idea of like our entire cast? Sure. All right, I'm gonna do mine first. 
Okay. Okay. My Mrs. Peacock is Whoopi Goldberg. I thought of her. That's That's really funny. That is so cool. I, yeah. I literally the concept of that makes me laugh. So yeah, I just think really that she, that. just like she's so understated. I think that like in a movie like Rat Race, she's so funny and then she's so subtle. But I think she could do a lot of good work as Mrs. She's Peacock. Race and Ghost too. Yeah, I remember actually. Funny enough, she's in a movie with Tim Curry. Remember that movie stuff where she like gets shot by him in the beginning of the movie when Tim Curry's like a uh, a cookie salesman or something yeah. like that. He's like wilderness girls. He has like a weird accent. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, let's see. My Mrs. White. This was hard. How do you, you know, how do you get somebody in there who Madeline Kahn played? I went, with, I, I, went, I went with Kate McKinnon. Oh, okay. Uh, Where do I know her from? She's like, she's, she, right now she's known for like, she's like the funniest cast member on SNL easily. Oh, oh okay. I've probably seen her then. She's the she one was, who usually plays Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, she, okay. She's All a right. great, yeah, she's yeah, a, yeah. a great impressionist, and she also was in that new Ghostbusters movie, which I didn't see. But um, just based on everything that I've seen her, and I'm like, man, she's she's one of the top like funny actresses right now. Um, so I went with her. Uh, let's see, my Mr. Green. Okay, this one was hard too. I actually went with Bill Hader. Um, from what from what we've watched, Bill Hader is one of those weird actors that can do serious really well. And it's also unbelievably hilarious at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that his Mr. Green would be just the way I envisioned it without thinking about Michael McKeon. Um, so I went, with, I went with Bill Hader there. Um, my Colonel Mustard. Okay, this is, this is where things get kind of crazy. My Colonel Mustard is Gary Oldman. Okay. Um, I, I really. Can, I can, you know what? I can totally see that. I, totally I, want, see that. I want to see him in a comedy, like a real, like a com- like this really bad. Um, I think he would deliver. I think his timing would be really, really good. Yeah, my, I'm with you on that. I wish my, I picked him. That's my Miss Scarlet, and this is two on the nose, but she's one of the sexiest women, I think, in movies. I've seen a lot of her movies recently, and I, I actually, even her voice is sexy in the movie Her. And that's Scarlett Johansson, which is a little bit too on the nose, Scarlett. Um, but she's such a good actress, and I've seen her, especially in Marriage Story with Adam Driver. She was excellent in that. Um Oh, I just, yeah, I forgot she was in that. I saw that a long time ago. She was so good. They mm-hmm. both were so good in that. But she's a really v- versatile actress who I'd love to see in this movie. I think she would kill it as Miss Scarlet. Yeah, um, she is, she's a really good actress. Mm-hmm. Okay, two left. So my Professor Plum um, actually went to Morgan Freeman. And I just thought of, think, of thinking of Morgan Freeman, Freeman being kind of a, kind of a pig would be really fun to see. Because, like, Professor Plum is, like, all over Miss Scarlet throughout the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought just just seeing Morgan Freeman all over Scarlett Johansson would be hilarious. I will say that I think there has been some uh, things said about him as of late that he's also one of those people that. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. No, I think he, not him. I think I know. I think he apparently had a very weird, re- like, actual like relationship with like his granddaughter. Okay, I don't oh. really want to know that. Well, I, I don't want to know about that. Who then got murdered by her ex? I think. All right. So besides all that stuff, my new police officer. So, so the reason why I picked Morgan Freeman especially is because I wanted a scene where they open the door to see the t- singing telegram girl, and it's Jim Carrey lying there dead, and Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Morgan Freeman, and him obviously were in Bruce Almighty, but I wanted, <laughs> I wanted Morgan Freeman to just look down and say, "I had an affair with her." That's uh, a Jim Carrey's dead body. Yeah. Would he be Jim dressed Carrey as a woman? It. 
No, no, he's just in a te- and he's in a telegram suit and he looks like a boy. But for some reason, Morgan Freeman says, I had an affair with her. <laughs> um, anyways, um, my Wadsworth. Okay, I will give you my three runners up to play this character. Two of them are dead, so I couldn't use them. Um, those two that are dead is I would love to have seen Robin Williams do something with this role. Oh, yeah, I know it. Um, just based on energy and just comedy. Um, another one, I get a little bit far out there, but I would have loved to have seen like David Bowie do- tackle this. Wow. Um, considering it's a cult classic, I feel like Bowie could have made it just as fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the living actor that was my runner-up was actually Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Um, he plays Loki in yeah, yeah, the yeah. four movies, and I, he's, he's excellent. He's got that weird smile. He's got the weird British energy that Tim Curry has. Maybe a little bit different. Right. But my actual Wadsworth, and this is going to baffle a lot of people because I don't think he's ever done a comedy. He's never really been funny in a movie. He always plays a villain, and he's currently number one. He's probably the best actor villain right now going. Um, he's been in so many villainous characters that are just knocked out of the park. I have a crush on him, and I'm straight. Um, and that is Mads Mikkelsen. Wow. Um, hey. I think I, 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 before I wrote it down, I went on YouTube, and I go, let me just find a three-minute clip of him doing something funny. And I found him smiling and laughing a lot and having a lot of weird energy that I've never seen him in in movies so i think that he avoids other roles like that or maybe he's never offered them but he is a really weird actor where every time he's in a movie he steals the show he's he's been a bond villain he's going to be the new indiana jones villain um he's he's all he's what the new villain in the harry potter movies he took johnny depp's place he's like the he's like the bad guy now and everything but i was like what if we saw this movie and he was wadsworth and he had to run around and go crazy that would be something that i would go you know, pay a ticket for um, just to see him not be himself in a movie. So I took a chance with that one. Okay, Steph, take it away. Okay, here's my list. I'm more confident about some than others, but um, my Colonel Mustard has a really dry sense of humor, which I think is hilarious. And I picked Alec Baldwin because I could see him do being serious, but also being really funny at the same time, kind of like he is in 30 Rock. So that's why I picked him. I love that. What was your choice again that I said that I liked? For which More. character again? Colonel Mustard. Oh, um, Gary Oldman. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I do think Gary Oldman is a better choice, but my mind went right to Alec Baldwin. So that was my pick. I could nice. see him wearing like a little monocle or something. I don't know. I just think it'd be fun. Now, would, would, this, would this be skinny Alec Baldwin from Beetlejuice or now Alec Baldwin? It would be like 10 <laughs> years ago, Alec Baldwin. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Next. Um, we did motorist. We did police officer. Did that one. Okay. Wadsworth, I'll tell you right now, I couldn't recast. I racked my brains for it i'm sure if i spent more time i could have thought of one but i i couldn't like off the top of my head in the last week so mm-hmm. no one for wadsworth for me okay this one you might find entertaining uh derek you especially my professor plum is jermaine clement <laughs> okay so <laughs> right before why, i just think he would nail it right before this stuff right before we filmed g was in the kitchen i was setting up and i go what did i say Diego? i really I wanted tried. to get jermaine clement in this movie yes <laughs> well for me um, he's professor plum jermaine is honestly tim curry david bowie and jermaine clement are all cut from the same cloth in my opinion i agree 100%. yeah i can see that i can see that um especially if you've seen jermaine's impression of david bowie on flight of the concords i haven't no he's like oh, he, 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 he appears in brett's dream as david bowie he's got an eye patch on and he's floating and he's like, he's like, hey, Brett. He's like, it's me. It's 1974 David Bowie. And he, he just does it. I got to send you the clips. They're so from funny. The yeah, send it to me. From the, yeah, from the ashes to ashes to. Oh, my God. So funny. All right. Sorry. Continue. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so my Miss, Miss, is it Miss White or Mrs. White? Mrs. White. Mrs. White. So Mrs. White, um, I feel like this person I picked is kind of oversaturating any, everything. And I always tell Jedzia how oversaturated, like we see her in everything, but I still think she could pull this off really well. And that's Helena Bonham Carter. Ooh. I like that. I, she always yeah, has she, that like dry, resting bitch face that I think would work really well for Miss White. She, plus, she she can jump into roles so easily and seamless. Yeah, she's excellent. Like, yeah. In some ways, I think she's a, she's got like this sort of genericness about her in a lot of, especially Tim Burton films, where I feel like the roles are a little bit similar. Maybe it's just Helena showing through, but mm-hmm. I would definitely give her a shot with uh, Mrs. White. I love it. I love that one too. Um, all right, the next three are not great. I definitely will just mention this one first because I stole it from you, Derek. But Mr. Green, I think Jim Carrey would have could if he would just tone it down slightly. And I've seen him in roles where he tones it down. I think he'd be a pretty funny Mr. Green. As long as he doesn't like, you know, oversell it. I think mm-hmm. I think he could do a good job with it. Right. Well, I mean, some people would actually probably even say that he could pull off Wadsworth, but I think it might be too much as well. Exactly. That's why even for Mr. Green, I think he just need to tone it down. He would he, he would be in therapy for the next year and be like, I think I'm Wadsworth in real life. <laughs> just, 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 just like in Man on the Moon. I was just going to say, yeah, because he's so transformative in that way. Like he wasn't super over the top. Like he was weird and crazy, but. Um, yeah, as long as he wasn't playing the role as like a stereotype, I think he'd do a good job with it. Did, did you hear about Man on the Moon? Did you ever see the documentary? You told me you you were the one to tell me about it. Yeah, it's so screwed up. He needed therapy for like a year. He did he, do a good job. Though, yeah, so. yeah. I'm yeah. gonna say it was worth it for the audience. Yeah. Maybe that's why he disappeared for a while. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, my next two ladies, I really just picked them because I think they're really funny and I think they're also transformative. Um, but they're a little bit biased because I just love these two ladies. My Miss Scarlet was Kristen Bell. Just because I think she's one of the funniest, funniest people ever. If you've ever seen like backstage stuff of her and how yeah. much she's obsessed, obsessed with sloths and just all this other stuff. I would give her a chance with it because I think. I like her that, a lot. I, I've seen her in roles too. Um, whatever that TV show is where she dies, but she doesn't go to heaven. I forget what it's called, but she's very dry and sarcastic in that. And then you've got her like behind the scenes and with like Frozen where she's super happy go lucky and mm-hmm. all that. So. I think I would give her a shot at that. I think she could pull it off. Um, and my Mrs. Peacock, again, is just an actress I think is really funny. And that's Tina Fey. Because I feel like she could pull off, I don't know, I just picture her in 30 Rock and then I can see her being like this crazy, zany person without making it seem like she's trying to be. Nice. Um, right. Yeah. And I've, I've added two people from 30 Rock, I just realized, and I haven't seen that in like 15 years. But no, I think Tina Fey is really funny. And just based on her... Um, her written work of other movies. Um, I think she has the right tone to pull that off, but be- being serious and acting like, no, she really is this kooky old lady. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And I think I covered everybody I have. I didn't have the cook or Yvette. So yeah, that's my list. I like Perfect. your cast. Like, like your cast. Yeah, same. All right, G, let's, uh, let's hear it. All right. So I already got my Mr. Body and Yvette. Um, so my Mr. Green, I was thinking of Paul Rudd. I mean, I can see that. Paul, can, Paul, he Paul, is, he, he's a pleasure to watch. Yeah, he is. And he doesn't age. So he's yes. kind of a conundrum. And I feel like he can definitely pull off that, like, just kind of like innocent. I didn't do it. Like, but like still, the, 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 I could see the big smile coming from him. I think he would pull off. Pull yeah. Off he, like, he just looks trustworthy in general. Yes. Like, you never suspect yes. him. Um, and then my Colonel Mustard, uh, you had already mentioned Derek in your uh, recast, but I chose John C. Riley. For Colonel Mustard. That would that would be funny. Yeah, I could totally see that. 
yeah, I can kind of, he's kind of like bumbling, like, I, you know, are you trying to make me look like a fool in front of the other guests? Like, you know, I yeah. can see that. <laughs> Do bring it yeah. Um, my, my Miss Scarlet, I chose uh, Catherine Hahn. I think, you know. Why do I know her? She's yeah, been in almost everything lately. Uh, she was in um, Step Brothers. She played uh, Adam Scott's wife. Oh, I love her. She's in. Um, she's in um, Where the Millers. Where the Millers. Yeah. She's also in that new. What was that Marvel show we watched with? Uh, um, yes. It, oh, God. The Scarlet Witch one. I yeah. Remember. It was. She's really funny. Yeah. She's hilarious. And I think even in that, she looks even younger than she has in the past. Like, I, like, I feel like she could pull off any age at this point. Like, I think she would make. She, I think she's gorgeous, too. So yeah, she's, she's a, got she... the red hair already. I think she'd be great. Cool. Um, my Professor Plum, I chose Steve Carell. Oh, I never thought about Steve Carell. Steve Carell, yeah. yeah, that's a wild card. I feel like he should be in the new one that's being made right now. I think um, so too. I think he, yeah. he would be a fantastic professor. I Bob. think that in general, he's an underrated actor. Um, just based on like his 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 serious roles too. He's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Steve Carell, so I'm down with that. I do too. Yeah, I'm. I thought. Yeah, I, I love my casting. Honestly, uh, my Mrs. White. Uh, I thought you were going to say this, Derek, but you went with the other uh, SNL leading lady. Chris, Kristen Wiig? I went with Kristen Wiig, yeah. Gotcha. You know, I think she could absolutely play this. Like, I think she, I've seen her play Catherine Hepburn. I've seen her play Liza Minnelli. Like, I think she can pull off almost anybody. And I feel like the majority of this cast was all kind of already in uh, whether, I'll get to it when I finish, but um. Uh, my Mrs. Peacock, I actually am obsessed with. I think that she would knock this out of the park, and that is the ever amazing, lovely Catherine O'Hara. Oh my God! Yeah, yes, that might be That's, the best casting I've heard I all day. Completely forgot about her, and yes, she would have been great in really any of the female roles, right? Like, I mean, obviously, like we know her from Beetlejuice, we know her from you know Home Alone, but like especially Sh- Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Shit's yes. Creek. I mean, be- I Best that. in Show, uh, A Mighty Wind. She's done all of those. Oh, she's so good. Too. But like, especially Shit's Creek, where she plays Moira Rose. Just like every, I, I think she would absolutely slay this role. Um, but yeah, that's my Mrs. Peacock. And then my, last but not least, Wadsworth, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, huh? Yeah. I think I mean I can I can picture him doing almost all of this. He wouldn't he wouldn't do a Tim Curry. He would do a Will Ferrell. So I'd say about twelve years ago, I would say you're out of your mind. Now I think that yes, he could do it based on the fact that I didn't have respect for him until I watched a lot more of his movies and realized uh-huh. how how good he really is at comedy. Um, just based on SNL skits, based on movies, his little mm-hmm. part in Wedding Crashers, like. I realize that usually when he's on the screen, I'm usually laughing. Yeah. Um, so it might sound like a generic cast choice to some people, but I think his energy is what the movie would need. And you need somebody like him to pull, like, to pull the movie in a certain direction. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like Same it. energy. Yeah, I, I like it. Energy. And if you haven't already seen, uh, I think one of the last times he guest appeared on SNL, there's a skit where I, I think it was even cut for time, where it's like a high school um, theater group, and he's the uh, the drama teacher, and he's like putting up the cast list. You gotta see it; it's hilarious. It's so good. <laughs> I, 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 I saw it. It's, it's excellent. It really is excellent. It's great. 
But yeah, um, that's my recast. All right. Recasting is nice. completed. That was a lot of fun. Let's jump over to the Oscar. Uh, Oscars. It, like I said, Clue is not nominated for anything. And instead of going, we'll go through it quickly. I'm not even going to name a lot of the, let's see. So Best Picture was won by Out of Africa back in 1985. Um, nominees were The Color Purple, Kiss of the Spider, Prizzy's Honor, and Witness. I don't think Clue needs to be up here. You know, I don't care if Clue gets nominated or not. It's a cult classic, and it doesn't need the recognition of the Oscars, personally. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, best Director, I, I, I think Jonathan Lynn should be mentioned, but he's not. Uh, it was won by Sidney Pollack for Out of Africa. Uh, nominees were Hector Babenko for Kiss of the Spider Woman, John Huston for Prizzy's Honor, Akira Kurosawa for Ran, Peter Weir for Witness. I'm fine with him not being here, but I think that he was he did a he did a really special job on this film. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Best actor. Okay, this is the only one I really want to talk about. Uh, William Hurt wins for Kiss of the Spider Woman. <laughs> Excuse me. Harrison Ford gets nominated for Witness. James Garner for Murphy's Romance. Jack Nicholson for Prizzy's Honor. John Voight for Runaway Train. Do we think Tim Curry deserves a nomination? Because I, I do. I do. I mean, I think in his whole. Sorry, G. Go ahead. No, that's it. I was just say I do. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like one of the main reasons he deserves it, if not in that year, is like throughout the span of his acting career. Like at some point he should have gotten an Oscar. He's just so amazing. And um, all of his works together put into one. I think they should have just found an excuse, found a film that he's in and been like, all right, he gets an Oscar for this. Because like I said, his whole body of work is definitely worthy of some kind of award. He should should get like a lifetime achievement award. Yeah, he should get something like that. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Best actress. I don't, there's really nobody I'd pick. Best support. So supporting actor and supporting actress. Do we think that any of the cast deserves to? I mean, I think all of them deserve it. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's a comedy. Just, it's too yeah. quirky for people. It's never going to be mentioned. Um, so it's not really even a conversation we should we should, we need to have because I think that any of them should have been up there, but they won't be. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. But so just wanted to run through the Oscars quickly. It's not really a conversation for Clue, but. What are we eating with this movie? You're sitting down. Clue is on. What's the food you want to eat while eat, while watching Clue? Probably popcorn. Uh, it's just, this is just one of those movies where, like, you know, it, it's snack food. I'm not going to have a, a big dinner. I'm going to have uh, monkey's brains. Uh, <laughs> but, but, gee, you have to realize it's only popular in Cantonese cuisine Cantonese. and usually not found in Washington, D.C. So, <laughs> But, yeah, I, yeah, with Clue, I'm... I'm yeah, for this one, I'm just going to go generic, like, popcorn. I'm fine with that. Nothing special here. Mm-hmm. Or baby back ribs from Floramos, whatever. <laughs> oh, I can, choose, I can choose savory foods, too, huh? Yeah. Um, then maybe I'll go with, like, pizza and boneless buffalo wings. Oh, just, my God. Just anything that, that makes me culinarily happy, because the movie makes me happy, too. And it would just be such a euphoric night. Can I say, I'm just going to tell you about the other day I had a buffalo chicken pizza and they forgot to give me blue cheese. And the that pizza, made me so mad. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The pizza was so good. It didn't need it. That's how shocking it was. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is a pretty big achievement. Yeah. I actually I just go to the store and buy some angrily. I went, I went out of my way to text Steve that exact thing. I was like, it didn't need it, didn't need it though. <laughs> was it a chain or was it some like mom and pop place? No, it was just a random place. That's just like around there. It's definitely not a chain. But I'm not gonna. I'm cutting that. Don't don't. I don't. People know where I live. <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad. Like they're gonna find us on anyway. There's probably a lot of house of pizzas. That's true. Just you know, to make you feel more safe. It's well, a blank she, house of pizza. She already said Stoneham. Whatever. 
Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear that. Whatever. I'm too lazy to edit this episode, so I'm going to leave it in. Um, so, okay. So the last part of this is I put 30 seconds on the clock, and Gia tells me why Clue is the greatest movie of all time. I mean, honestly, I don't need 30 seconds. I have what I know I'm going to say. and Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you just go off the rails then. Get, just tell me. Go right. ahead. I, honestly, I can't say enough good things about this movie. The, the cast is amazing. The script, costume, set, everything feels immersive. Like you're playing the board game of Clue. You know, you'll be laughing from start to finish. And it's sure to become a favorite of yours because it's a favorite of ours. It's so good. Yeah, I feel like I can judge people based on if they like this movie or not. Honestly, like if, if you show a friend this movie and they're like not laughing, you're like, I don't know what we have in common. I'm so then. disappointing. Yeah, that's like, how I feel. But um, so that was Clue. The last thing I want to mention is we, we were doing recently the theme of a movie, but I changed it up. I want to know what the lesson learned in this movie. Is there a lesson that we learned from Clue? Uh, Tim Curry is a acting god <laughs> I mean, but like but, sure. but but the story itself like is there something that you learn like for one thing is like the first thing i would probably not do is go to a mansion from someone who i don't know <laughs> yeah. it never ends well that's number one i'm gonna get a letter i'm gonna be like you know what can we just do like a, a zoom call <laughs> <laughs> a good. zoom a zoom call would be better nowadays maybe <laughs> yeah, that's how that, that's how my new email me my invitation that's how my, that, that's how my movie is. My movie is just a Zoom call the whole time. That would be funny. Oh man, if they could if they could pull that off, that would be a hilarious uh, remake. There's actually a, a horror movie that's based on a Zoom. It's just a yes. Zoom call. Do you see that? I've it was, seen it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really weird. Um, Un Unfriended, something like that. I think it I think was Unfriended. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely watched it. I liked it. Me too. Yeah, that was definitely a good one. But um, yeah, I, I guess that's what I learned. I wouldn't go to a mansion. Um. <laughs> Anybody else have anything else on the movie Clue? I think I said my piece. I love this movie. I think well, for me, I would say like it's just a masterclass in good comedic acting in general mm -hmm. and writing. Because like if you look at it, it's so seamless. Like there's never a part where someone drops the ball or there's like too much of a gap. It just keeps going and going and it doesn't lose its inertia at any point. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and I, everyone, I think. As for acting is concerned, everyone knows how to pull off physical humor and like plays on words and stuff in an mm. understated way. So it's not like, like I mentioned earlier with Jim Carrey, as long as he could tone it down. And I think everyone here is on the same level. Like, even though they have different characters, you know, they play off each other really, really well. So I'm, for me, it's just a, a masterclass in good writing and good, good acting. Yeah. And I, th I think the screenplay shows that too, where like the characters are written to not overpower each other. Right. Um, so that's what, that's why this movie works so well. You, we weren't just like two out of the seven were phenomenal. The rest were okay. No, no, no they were all great. Um, which is, is, is amazing. Yeah. Another thing too, I'll add, um, as far as the, the writing is concerned, because when I started watching it with Jadzia, <clears throat> we were paying attention to like, she was especially confused about like how all three endings made sense. So we would watch it again and again and again and talk about like in detail how things could have happened. And I realized like I didn't pay attention to certain things before, but every single ending is perfectly feasible, which is really cool. Like you can tell someone skips out of the scene at certain parts that you don't even notice when you're just watching it. So we were paying attention to like, for instance, when everybody runs to the, the, the billiard room, when Yvette screams, you can see Mrs. Peacock walk away from the crowd, but I never noticed it before. Yep. So I mm -hmm. thought that was pretty cool that they uh, managed to tie that them all really together cool. in a way that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah, that, that, that is really cool. Um, anything else, G, for Clue? Nope. You said it all. Okay. 
So that was Clue. And quickly, we are going to discuss what is coming up on the show. And that would be next week. And next week, <laughs> excuse me, I still have a cough. Um, next week, we are going to have a new guest on the show. His name is Joe Toludo. And he is a friend of Chris Bonapani's, and we are going to do Raging Bull, which I'm really excited about, one of my favorite movies. So Gia may or may not be there, depending um, if Chris is on the episode. I think four is a crowd. Gia might go on vacation for the week. Um, okay. but we will see. Um, but that's going to be next week, Raging Bull. We have a lot of fun movies coming up. Also, if you are listening to our other podcast, the greatest album of all time podcast, I will announce that Gia and I are going to be doing Revolver by the Beatles, which we're really excited Ooh, about. Nice. It's been taking a little bit longer than usual to get an episode out because, you know, when it comes to the Beatles, I can talk about each song for an hour and a half each. Um, and I know a lot of facts and a lot of things. So really putting my notes together. So that one is coming up soon when we get a chance to record it. Uh, also, if you've not heard uh, Psychotherapy by the Cosmic Vultures, check the song out. Check out the music video. We really appreciate it. I also have a solo single coming out on November 18th called Fire in the Forest and an album coming out hopefully next month. So check that out. And those are all my plugs. Nice. So, nice. Steph, I am so happy that you're finally on the show. Oh, please. Um, yeah. Invite me back. I, I Yeah, I was going to say at this point, just pick out movies you want to do and we'll do them. That sounds great because I'm sure I have plenty. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we haven't already done them, but I know there's a bunch we have. Um, but um, I was gonna suggest at some point too, if you wanted to, I was gonna start the Hobbit trilogy. Oh, sweet. Soonish, and I was thinking maybe you'd want to, but we can talk off about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you know what movies I like, so yeah, just whatever. Totally. So thank you so much for being on this. Thank you for having me. Yes. I had a lot of fun. This has been the greatest movie of all time podcast. I have been the Big Deck Boski. And I've been the G-ster. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.